hello, I would like to speak to the manager of this mountain. That's Anyways. annoying. It's kind of like how big big tech companies just buy great yeah. startups. Yeah, they want market share. If you go to sleep hungry, your kalag will escape during sleep and go to the rice cooker and then get trapped in the rice cooker forever and ever. They're like X-Men. It's like an X-Men Anito. And they can lend powers to the shaman. On Etsy, you can hire witches from Ireland to cast spells <laughs> for you. I love Welcome to the Gods Bust Me Crazy Podcast. Welcome, guys. <laughs> Sorry. The, the, the behind the scenes journey here is it's been 30 minutes and Anna and I have just been like fighting and troubleshooting internet do, and microphone what's happening issues they sorry the so world. i'm ice i'm anima <laughs> for your hopes you look really good um, ice you look really relaxed could you be on thank vacation you. it's possibly the balinese air yeah. so i'm on vacation i'm on vacation right now in bali but you know we wanted to record so that we could like load up on episodes for the next few weeks so this is the first shot. Hopefully, the quality just keeps getting better from here. Of course, there's nowhere to go but up. We're, we're on an upward spiral. Of, we are. We are. Spiral. <laughs> an upward spiral of improvement versus a downward Why spiral of failure. <laughs> so we're spiraling All right. into success. So, exactly. Always, <laughs> always. No, so, so is- I'll show you... I'll show you the view of my villa later. It's, ah, it's really pretty. So I'm just Aww. like facing it. I, I was going to try to record from outside because mm-hmm. it's so pretty there. But there was like jackhammering going on. So Oh no. Like, I'll spare you guys. I'll spare I you was guys. really actually thinking of doing of recording from our backyard. Mm-hmm. But our neighbor, our neighbor Andre, who is a little bit younger than Tegan, is missing Tegan. And so he has parked himself outside our back gate and he's playing his trucks and say where's that is Tegan? So where is Tegan? Where is Tegan? <laughs> Super cute. Okay. So this is the second of many episodes that we're doing on the Babaylan. I hope you guys don't get tired of the topic. It's such a rich territory for us to play in and we're doing it remotely and I'm actually glad that you're there in Bali because I'm going to make you do some investigative reporting with the locals. I know, I'm gonna look for I'm gonna look for like the temple dancer kids yeah. I don't know let's see let's I see. think I have to go I think I have to go to Ubud I, I don't know let's see there's a lot of similarity so so in the first episode we were trying to remember what did we do in the first Babaylan episode in the first Babaylan episode we talked a lot about about how does one become a bab? What are their broad, uh, broad tasks? The gender issues around the babaylan and such. And so here in this episode, I really wanted to dig in deeper into the actual job description. So in this portion, in this episode, this is actually the LinkedIn portion of our conversation, which will normally throw us into a tailspin of of, uh, trigger us into the annoyance, which is LinkedIn. But this is the Babaylan job description. This is like, okay, cool. I had a spiritual episode, i.e. maybe an epileptic seizure or I've been hearing voices and hearing things, or maybe I have an inner ear infection. I am now a candidate for being a babaylan. What do these, what does this job entail? Okay, so what are 
the jobs and roles of the babaylan. Okay. We're going to go through the first one. The obvious one, if your qualification okay. is like hearing voices and seeing things, it's spirit medium. Spirit, spirit medium. So let's review in our Anito episode and also our Mommy Mia episode of, about the dead. There are hmm. generally in spirits, there are two types of spirits. That the that the babaylan will interact with, you know, in the in the in the rituals of like pag anito and stuff. First is the bound spirits where they live in certain things. They Mountains, in, trees, trees, rivers. The, the, what's that? Plateau. The mounds. The mounds. The, where the, the no, punso. Yes, punso. yes. The pun- and and also natural phenomena. So they're like they're similar to the genie, like genie like local. a mihan, ganon. Yeah, like yeah, the uh, north wind, yes, yes, the north storms. wind, the monsoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and and the habagat, amihan and a habagat. Habagat is monsoon. I was gonna make a drag race joke, but you don't, but you don't watch drag race yet. I don't. I don't. Is there right. someone oh, named amihan? No, there's someone named monsoon. She just won. Like, Ooh, the is she Indian? Ultimate like. All-star. No, no, no. Oh, nice. Okay, so so they, they are like, they own places and concepts, like you said. So I love it. They buy concepts, right? So, you know, whether so that's type lightning. One. That's type one. They're bound, yeah. Mm. Or, or, or realms. There are realms in the spirit world. And they're also keepers or totems of animals and plants. So remember, there were anitos of this particular tree, which was a source of like, rubber and insecticide and things like that. They have inhuman and abstract qualities. So they don't necessarily have features, right? That reflect, or their qualities will reflect their particular dominions, like characteristics that they have. And they don't normally appear in human form and they're usually genderless and androgynous. So, and they really sometimes, most of the time, they don't really concern with themselves with human affairs. Humans come and go. So it's is not this still like type one? This is still the bound ones. Uh-huh, the bound, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, and yeah. so the rituals involving these spirits are, are almost always conducted outdoors. So you want to pray for rain. You want to pray for good harvest. You want to have a good wild boar hunt. Ganon. The second, so it has oh, to no. do with love. Okay. So those are the bound spirits. I was going to say something. So basically, it's kind of like you call on the spirits of things that are out of your control to kind of ask for help with things that are out of your control, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. the weather, the seas, like when you're traveling. Yeah, yeah. The like, rain. Like basically, things that have to do with external factors because you mm-hmm. know that that's outside the bounds of like what human like influence is. The, is that like the thinking? It's it's in my head. It's more of like hmm. it's more of like the. And the are they the more anthrop- powerful? It seems are they like the more powerful. It depends. It depends on what you consider as power, right? If, because if it's it has something to do with one's health and health and luck, that might be an important thing too. But what it it seems what it seems like for me is they seem to be the less influential from a they're they're less anthropomorphic they're less like people so they're less they won't be capricious or they won't be annoyed at you or they won't irrationally just want to hurt you or steal your soul then on so so in terms of in terms of the what you said about like the a powerful and beyond your control i do think the bound the unbound ones are also 
I think they're also beyond one's control because um, or they're more volatile they're I more guess. volatile yeah so the second type is the unbound spirits and they have an independent existence they they can appear in animals like birds and they have also human like forms and many times they have dif- gender differentiation and personal names so and are they are they so because we talked about anitos right yes are they like the gods Or are they more? They're more like like, Encanto. This was our ancestor from way, way back, and we call on him to help out. No, 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 no. They're more Encanto. These are Encantos. So people, okay. So, so spirits with like a lot of power, basically. Yes, yes. They're like Um, demigods. They're like they live in certain realms. They have weird forms. They have interests. You know, they're sociable. They want to be involved in human activities and because. Because remember when we talked about this, so the weird thing about our like pantheon of gods is there's no real formal pantheon. So there's yeah. just this like assumption of in certain in certain cultures and not all, there's like one big major god, Batala, mm-hmm. or yeah. or what's the name of the other ones? Like Captain in the um, sky. Captain Melu with the Libag. And they <laughs> they concern themselves with the cosmos, which is like Creating Earth, the heavens, the creating humans in general, like but not this particular human creation of humans, like at the start, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think the assumption is like those big major gods, they don't have the time or the energy to kind of look or the at the inclination. <laughs> or the inclination. They're like, you guys, this is like too little for me. Like it's too small, right? Like they don't. They don't concern themselves with very small, minor human affairs. And that's why they kind of pass on their power to like these other spirits, right? So that, in a sense, is part of the hierarchy that there are other powerful spirits that exist in the earth, which are closer to human affairs and would be better equipped to help out. Because the, the bigger gods, they don't care. Like this is... You guys, this is small fry. I also think it's, it's, like not, that, it's right? not it's not so much as they, they they designated it. It's just like they don't really just give they really don't they don't care. care. They, they don't really care. This is care. I already did my job. Like this is just yeah. you're one of like seven billion humans. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. figure mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you have, have other power that's why you have other powerful spirits. And that's probably why you also need to incentivize them with sacrifices and stuff. Because what why? Why would they help you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're not they're not like this these benevolent like yeah they're not like watching giving. you and listening to you all the time so you always have yeah. to make a big show about things and make yeah. a big sacrifice for example you know they, it's it's yeah. it's the pre-colonial version of you know the squeaky wheel gets the grease you have to squeak 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 so that the big entities will will get you and pay attention to you <laughs> Hello, it's me. Hello. I would like to speak to the manager of this <laughs> of this mountain. That's Anyways, annoying. You'll just okay. like But that's how you, you get that's how you get the big uh, the big attention. So, okay, so, so these unbound clear. spirits are are closest to like what we call encanto, right? That we talked about in Thank you Stop very, right now. Thank, thank you, you very, very, much. very much. I was going to say okay Kaferico. That was not the episode title. Maybe if we do a sequel we'll we can do. Okay, ka. Okay, ka. okay. So yeah, so that's that's the equivalent in modern folklore. Unlike the mound mm-hmm. spirits, their spirits can come into the household and their rituals can take place both indoors and outdoors but it's not a strict classification again a lot of these classifications are post fact so they're like using 
established norms to 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 put organization into it. Okay. So those are the two broad classifications but again it's not okay. it's not hard and fast right so sometimes a bound spirit can be unbound like a great example is Maria Makiding remember because she like lived among people for a while and vice versa so some spirits can be like bound they used to be a spirit or a fairy and then they they become stuck to a forest or they get stuck like on a, a tree like what's his name like Apung Malyari who mm-hmm. is supposed to be in hiding in Mount Pinatubo oh because he's angry yes which will that's a story we will get into another separately time. That's and you have interesting yeah yeah and you have like personal experience personal experience yeah, not yes. personal experience but i'm super interested because it's kapampangan uh, yeah. folklore sorry mythology and yeah the drama is very interesting to me the drama is real but also like the also Pinatubo this is the gods must be crazy world. so I we know. have to talk about gods <laughs> but at some point right <laughs> some okay point. Okay, so no, yeah, so, I was uh, I was a kid in in ninety one ninety two. In ninety one ninety two, I think I was there for one of the initial floods or secondary floods, not the major one, but yeah, I lost friends there. So yeah, yeah. So, it's so we'll a, talk a, about that at another time. Yes, um, but okay. So okay. so Maria Makiling, I guess Maria Sinukuan. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Maria. Who is? It was supposed to be like again. Sinukuan was supposed to be a boy, and then they changed mm-hmm. him into a lady. Anyway. So not all rituals that the babaylan will do will be about about possession. It's it's usually it doesn't always result in this the spirit coming into the babaylan. Sometimes they just converse through the mm-hmm. abai. Remember the like the my sidekick. Mm-hmm. Abai. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's, but sometimes that's for the bound spirits, right? So if I have to ask for rain, I won't necessarily get possessed. But if I have to Because talk it's to, too big a spirit, maybe. Maybe, or so maybe you... they're, they're in the sky. And so we're just, we're just making a collect call. Collect call. Do you remember collect calls? Collect calls before you have yes. to make, for, for the kids, if you were like somewhere far away and if you have to call someone in another country and you don't want to pay, you call them and you say, this is a collect call for Ice Laksamana. So the operator And then will, the operator will have will to ask them, like, do you want to accept this charges. collect call from this yes. person? Yes. And then, and then you can like not. <laughs> so, so when you're traveling sometimes and you don't have money, you can still make phone calls to like your mom or whoever That's or not. Or not, if, you know, if you had a fight. Anyway, so so you you make a collect call. But for unbound spirits, they always possess the shamans. They always possess the shamans, either voluntarily or involuntarily. So either the shaman will like come into, so they say, I'll come into my body or I will force you and I will pull you into my body, right? So bound spirits that in, in, inadvertently stick to other humans, not the babaylan. So for example, I'm a babaylan and then I get called to this household because the spirit has stuck to this, this other person. They can be dangerous if they have been bound. So I guess the closest equivalent is like, it's like a, it's like a, a exorcism, I guess. It's like a, yeah. a, 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 a demon possession, but it's not a demon. It's just, it's just an unbound spirit, right? It's like, remember when we talked about the encantos, right? So, so some of the phenomena that could happen is if an encanto gets too attached to you, they would mm-hmm. try to possess you or they would try to keep your spirit, 
right? Mm-hmm. So either the spirit of the Encanto like possesses your body mm-hmm. or they will take your spirit away. With them. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And then, and then and that's the why they call the Babaylan. Yes, yes. So yeah. what are the symptoms? And I, I think I teased on this a little bit. Like what are the symptoms if a, 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 a person has a bound spirit on them? So okay. they, they, the bound spirit causes spiritual sicknesses and it ranges from confusion, strange food cravings, lust and unreasoning anger or PMS. It's <laughs> <laughs> strange... A lot of strange, strange food, food cravings. cravings. But is it okay? Does it does it have to do with like the encanto food? Like you know how they like black rice yeah, yeah. or unsalted oh, no, rice? No, I think it has like to do that. with like oh, I want something that is not something I would eat normally. So like, like um, so like pickles and ice cream, also yeah, known as pregnancy and, cravings. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So I was like, okay, why is maybe this the person was pregnant? Why is this a symptom? I I have a hypothesis. So my hypothesis is the spirit is from another province. They say the spirit is from another province. And so they're asking things that are not indigenous here. Like if a person from, you know, Sikihor, a spirit from Sikihor goes to see like Cebu and like, I want Sikihor but, mangoes. And like, well, these, okay. these maktan mangoes are not good enough for me. I want- that's not a strange food craving. I think it would be. Maybe they're from Biringan City. Oh, Biringan. Again. So weird food cravings is a symptom of a person with a with a bound spirit attached to them. So how do how do Babaylands deal with it, right? So they will speak to certain bound spirits themselves directly. They might need the intercession of their abai or abyan, like like we talked about earlier, as an intercessor. Which I think is also very familiar. It's kind of like when you ask for patron saints to help do things for you. But here they're like a direct translator for the bound spirits. And then bound spirits. I have a, I I don't know obviously the origins of this, but I have a theory that patron saints were only invented as a tool of colonization. I would agree. And indoctrination. Across the globe. Yeah. The reason there's so many saints across is you just took whoever was the minor or major deity that they had in the country that you're invading, like Bridget from, yeah. from Ireland yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And they just said, oh, this is a saint. So actually they're lower beings in our mythology. Mm-hmm. So you you're actually part of this faith as well. Yeah. yeah. I think I agree. And I even challenged that with like, it's kind of like, Okay, this is an, another aside. Which obviously for me to say being a scholastic <laughs> better than educated no. person. But like the more you learn, right? You realize that this is genuinely how it was created. Now, obviously, whether this is something that's still useful in the future, that's obviously up to the yeah. person who practices that faith. Yeah. But if you no, look no, at I, history, I, I, that's what I agree. it's saying. Right? Like again, as a Augustinian, San Augustine was a, a doctor of the church. which I have no idea what that means, but a doctor of the church. And his teachings really are always cited in, you know, City of God, things like that, like things that he wrote. But, you know, he wasn't Catholic until his mom, his mom was going to die. He let, you know, he lived a life of non-Catholicism. He was like a, I think he was a really good philosopher 
And like when his mom was gonna die, she was like, "My dying wish is for you to be a Catholic." And then he is that true though? It's true. Is that for reals? Yeah, it's true. He wasn't. He didn't okay. convert until his mom asked him to as her dying wish, and he converted. And then the translation is like, "Oh, but the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, came into him and said, like, oh, I've changed my mind and it's changed my wish a lot." Anyways, yeah, I but think yeah. it's so. I think it's either of two things. So I think that you. So either you assimilate these existing deities and kind of reframe them as part of your existing religion as a way mm-hmm. to kind of like, uh, obviously indoctrinate the people in the yep. area that you're invading. Or as these big figures emerge, right? You kind of like, that's why canonization sometimes happens, right? Because these are influential people in the areas yeah. where they existed. So you want to make sure that the people who worship them or follow them mm-hmm. still stay with your faith so you canonize mm-hmm. them you make them part of your history and stuff yeah. like that yeah so that they don't it's form kind their of own like, separate set. it's kind of like when when recording studios find these independent artists and sign them to their label so it's kind of like how big big tech companies just buy great startups (laughs) yeah they want market share they just they just want market share so that's what saints were but by land they don't have the market share for interacting with spirits they are especially bound spirits non-babaylan can also interact with bound spirits like for example if i was like a hunter going to offer something for for the a good hunt like that's like an, a ceremony that i can do before entering the forest right and so i remember when you we were climbing up pico de loro there was like an offering at the base of one of the bigger mango trees and and then i was like yeah no a, prob- a babaylan probably didn't come like it was just like a random hunter who just came up and and put the offering there it was really cute ella almost sat on it so the babaylans are like they're called in other provinces catalonans they also provide perform public ceremonies apart from the house calls that they do they also do public ceremonies for prosperity fertility or seasonal weather but they also and their private services are not just in the possessions but they also diagnose and cure ailments that were respect and they were respected for these functions but they were also mm. some were also not all were sorcerers and they can do black magic and there was a lot of them so they were they were too large so to put them uh in competition with one another right so there wasn't like this is the greatest babylon in this place and this is the greatest babylon in this place and so like now now, now pit themselves against each other but it's really more of like every barangay every province battle had- of the babayla that's so, that should be it's a, like, Pokemon. It's like, <laughs> a Pokemon. Or I was like right. Mortal Kombat. Maybe. What, or what Iron Chef. More like Iron Chef. Wait, so I have a question. So if the Babylans do this, and obviously people pay them for their services, right? So yeah. do Babylans end up becoming rich? Like, yes. Is it like, because everyone does it, yes. right? It's so an aspirational they, uh, occupation. They're like perhaps. rich and powerful yes. yeah. Yeah. and influential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why people sometimes pay to become a bailan. Exactly. Because it's a very lucrative profession. Exactly. It's kind of like, again, going back to Catholicism and, and parallelisms with Catholicism, it's, it's like when families who have too many children or like sons would pay to have their sons go to the seminary, their younger sons, because mm. the clergy is influential. 
Um, Spirit lucrative to become a priest if mm-hmm. you get into the right places and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at the yeah. borgias, right? So, so they do those. And then individual success, if they're like a really good babaylan, it's not attributed to the babaylan itself, but to the power of the deities whom they identify and took possession of them during their ceremonies or like their, their fancy dancing. There's a Tagalog word, word olak. And according to Ferdinand Blumentritt, it is a term for the trembling of the whole body of the Catalonia when they become possessed by the spirit. Ah, okay. Yes, yes. This are spirit mediums. And they conducted when they conducted seances, they spoke with the voices of the Anito. So they changed their voice. The big voice. Do you remember that whole thing in the 80s where the people were saying they were being possessed by the Santo Nino and they all start, or like Duendes. And they all started talking like I don't remember that thing from the 80s. I wasn't alive. Oh my God. In the 80s, before you were born. There was this whole slate of children being featured on the news saying that they were possessed by either the Santo Nino or Duendes. And it was like a lot. And they would be, and they would always speak in this little voice, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. if they're children, wouldn't that be even voice? smaller voice? Like the little, little tiny, tiny voices like this. Like, like, forward, like chip, chipmunks. Oh, man. So, yes. And so they said, so they, they spoke with the voice of the Anita and they are assisted by an alagar or alagad, meaning your personal assistant, your, your abai, mm-hmm. to, to carry on the dialogue with the supernatural. And they sent, they also sent their own souls or their kaluluwa to seek lost souls. Like you said, if the soul has been taken away, they send their souls away. But why do they the send abai. their own souls and not their abai? No, the abai will guide them in the spirit world. Ah, their okay. abai is their tour guide. <laughs> and then to make sure, the abai makes sure they don't get lost in the spirit world, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So when they're in the trance, it, the state is called taro-taro, meaning literally meaning voices for it is believed that the ancestral spirits entered the body the ancestral spirit or unbound spirit and we're speaking from inside her blumentritt also said blumentritt blumentritt taro taro tagalog word describes describing the catalonian while possessed by the spirit in the states they said taro taro also the catalonian had a gift of prophecy sometimes and she was named masidhi Masidhi, Sidhi is the fervent one. Masidhi. Ah, yes, yes. When yes, they have when yes. they have the prophecy, when they're like a clairvoyant. Okay. Are you gonna talk a bit more about like the black magic, how it happened? Later on, later on. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Later on. Now I'm gonna talk about I, the... I have a lot of questions, but I, I didn't want to disrupt your flow. So we've covered one of the main functions of the Babailan, which is as a medium. Now before we get to the next function, I want we we all we have to set apart again a, a, another like foundation principle thing like we did pre- in the previous portion. So next portion kasi is healing, but we okay. have to discuss about like the principles of sickness first in in this period, right? So their their shamans kasi are the the babaylan are known to to do two broad kinds of healing. There's the natural healing for natural okay. illnesses or non-spiritual illnesses. And then there's the spiritual illnesses. Now, the 
the the the non-spiritual illness is pretty straightforward because you can you know i have like I stub my toe, I need to make sure it doesn't get infected or like I have a toothache. I because they're to experts in, in herbology. Yes, but also right? it doesn't, yes, they are, but also you don't necessarily need a babaylan for it. You can just yeah. have a, you can just have like a, a, a lower order herbalista or like, you know, like that. And so herbalista, herbalista, yeah. herbalife, herbalife. Or just someone who's like really knowledgeable in 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 folk medicine, right? But for the spiritual illnesses, you need or you really need Ababailan. So what are the principles of like the the broad reason of like how a spiritual illness occurs, right? So the principle mm-hmm. is it's an Austronesian belief that the and Filipinos believed it, the animistic Filipinos believed it, that there is a soul called soul dualism. There are twin souls. But unlike like the Native American belief of twin souls of like a male and a female, everyone has a twin soul or double souls. And it's comprised of two souls. The breath of life is called ginhawa or hininga. Ah. Ginhawa or hininga. And it stays in the living body. That's the breath of life. And then the astral soul, which you know what it is. It's the kalag. Kalag. Oh, yeah, the kalag. Yes, balik, balik kalag, right? So it's the kalag yes. or the kaluluwa. The kalag or kaluluwa travels and can travel the spirit world. And the breath of life is ginhawa or hininga. And when, and, uh, and when an encanto is attracted to you, they'll try to lure your kalag uh-huh. away. So not exactly. necessarily your physical body. They're less yes. interested in that. They're more yes. interested in your soul. Yeah. So the, the, the ginhawa or the hininga, which is the breath of life, is lives in the pit of your stomach, in your liver. In your, <laughs> was that sacral chakra? In your sacral chakra. Is that where it is? Hmm. No, in your pubic area. <laughs> in your liver it root says. chakra root chakra no, sacral cha- sacral. no root chakra is in the pubic area sacral yeah. chakra is in like the lower stomach near your belly button okay okay so this one says near the liver where is the liver it's a belly is it in the belly okay so it's in the liver and then the kalag lives in the head obviously so the ginhawa uh-huh. represents the person's body and bodily urges while the kalag represents the bi- person's identity Makes sense. mind strength of will and they are both required so natural illnesses are the result of the damage to the ginhawa so they don't need a, a shaman as the death of the ginhawa will also mean death of the body and they can range from Wounds, broken bones, poisoning, snake bites, and they can be treated by shamans, but also apprentices, assistants, or the herbalists, those mm-hmm. people who are trained. So eh, like a I know, assistant brand manager versus the brand manager. <laughs> the spiritual illnesses are believed to be caused by the separation of the kalag from the ginhawa. And this separation happens during sleep, where the kalag leaves and wants to travel the spirit world resulting in dreams and the separation can happen also when the person is awake and it's it causes the separation can can get it's lost in the spirit world or the kalag was captured attacked or seduced by another spirit or simply exactly. the refusal of the kalag to return to the ginhawa and it's not lethal in itself but it can result in the loss of mind 
and identity, insanity, right? And the spiritual illnesses can include delirium, depression, trauma, and fainting spells and other mental illnesses. I didn't know that fainting was a, a mental illness. The evil or desire, undesirable behavior can also be blamed as disharmony between the kalag and the ginhawa. So, which brings me to a small side story. My dad okay. used to believe, and it was also in a, in a story in Once Upon a Time, which was like a children's mythology TV show in the Philippines back in the 90s, that if you go to sleep hungry, your kalag will escape during sleep and go to the rice cooker and then get trapped in the rice cooker forever and ever. But why do they also say that, like, if you go to sleep, if you go to sleep with, like, super full, like, if you go to sleep, like, right after eating, you're mm-hmm. gonna have bangungot, which is nightmare. Yeah, yeah. It's nightmare that kills you. That has, does that have to anything to do with your kalag? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that's just bad digestive. But behavior. you know what? Exactly. I yeah. I really love. Do you know, the by idea. the way, the, if you have if you have I know if you eat too much cheese before bed, you have weird cheese dreams. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that if you drink apple juice before bed, you'll have weird dreams. But oh, I have never. This tried is that. an unverified. <laughs> okay. Anyways, sorry, you were saying. I, yeah, I was gonna say I find it super interesting that we had this idea of like. The equivalent maybe of like a root chakra, crown chakra type of thing. And they explained a lot of harmony and mis- like, uh, sorry, they explained a lot of like illnesses or states of mind, beha- sorry, with like this harmony or misalignment of, yeah. of the sh- the equivalent of the chakras basically, yeah. right? I remember there's a huge there's a huge Hindu Hindu influence in the Philippines. Like Bathala is the word for Bathala comes from a Hindu word for Batara. God. Batara, yeah. So and many of the gods in the, the bound spirits have names that are similar to Hindu Hindu terms as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if not direct influence of, of Hindu, but also like a, a root mythology or a root origin. Interestingly, in the video that I sent to you on TikTok, Nico Valdez, right? He was doing a breakdown of the right pronunciation for Raja or Raja in or like the, the honorific Raja. And one of the things he mentioned was that Baibayin seems to have a similar root language to Sanskrit. And it's, it doesn't mean that Baibayin came from Sanskrit, but wherever Sanskrit came from, Baibayin seems to also come from that because there's so many similarities across the board. Anyway, so I wouldn't be surprised if that belief like really carries on. Anyways, so, so okay, no. so what happens? I know, right? What happens when a lag has left or is disturbed or there's this, this harmony? One thing that we we know that exists today is that Visayan Babayla do a ritual of batak dungan or batakan and it strengthens and empowers the kalag of a person to prepare them for challenges, problems, and obstacles. And it also protects the person from possible spiritual attack caused by a malevolent spirit or sorcery. But also, you can call someone back. So, online... 
there is a babaylan called Babaylan Tata Adlao who you can pay. And when the person sold, and, and in Bisaya is called Dungan, so it's, again, it's Batak Dungan. When the soul becomes weak, I guess Dungan is also Kalag. If the soul is weak or lost, he goes through or, or goes through a traumatic experience or is cursed or another spirit stole it from her. When this happens, there will be prone to never-ending sickness and misfortune. So not just a physical illness, but misfortune. So this Babaylan will perform a traditional offering ritual to retrieve the lost Kalag to strengthen it. And so that way the person can withstand it. So not just are they calling it back, but then they'll fortify it. So here is a testimonial. story by of someone who went under who contracted yeah who contracted okay. if you can hear this we'd love to hear from you and because this is like super interesting so this was a case of a 24 year old man who said to be nawawala sa sarili or hmm. what is the english nawawala sa sarili literally means i am i am outside myself You you've you've lost yourself. Oh yeah, but I think it transliterates into I've lost my mind or like I've just like, yeah. I'm I'm out of my you know whatever. According to his mother, he started behaving differently and was acting like he was possessed by some spirit after killing a large monitor lizard which lived by the seashore where the sea and the river and the sea meet or an estuary of some sort. So he killed a big lizard, a bayawak, and then now he was acting weird. The Albolario, or the witch doctor, who is not a babaylan, he's like a native witch doctor, advised the mother to make sure that the boy is not exposed to any smoke from any burnt parts of the dead monitor lizard. But since the boy was possessed, he was able to influence his mother to burn the dead creature. It was then when his condition began to worsen. The boy stabbed himself in the stomach Oh my God. Which injured his intestines. He was brought to the hospital in critical condition. At this point, the Albolario refused to cure him and saying he will only resume after the boy becomes stable and he is released from the hospital. Desperate to prevent her son from further injury, the mother resorted to tying his hands and feet. He was bound because lagi siyang nagwawala. He was always, you know, lashing out, I guess. His cousin asked me to heal him at a distance. And with the help of my spirit guide, or Abian, I was able to restore the child's diwa and he became normal again, remotely. So, Babaylan Tata Adlao offers services of, of bat, Batak Dungon, or this, this calling back to Kalagen and healing. But also, <laughs> sorry, But also love potions and promotions at work. So <laughs> take note. Finding jobs also is <laughs> also another thing that they, I they mean, get. I mean, uh, come on. Also, yeah, no, but like a, a range of things. But these are like not 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 wealth, but also like like we were talking about in the in the anting anting episode. It was more protection than. Than something outward, so it's like it's more defense rather than offense. So, but also like if nagbreak na kayo ng boyfriend mo, it's parang gusto niyo gusto mawalikang ka ganyan. That also that also helps. Or like if you fought and you want to get back together, that's also a service that 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 he does. Tata tata adlaw. I love it. 
I know, I right? I know. What are what are his rates? I didn't look pa, but <laughs> I feel mean, it's reasonable. There's like love potion you can buy. It's in this cute bottle. Oh wow! You can also get like well, a honestly, like a you can get like a juju like a like a like a little protection packet also. Yeah. I mean, I bet that's the most lucrative part, right? Yeah. Everyone's like looking for love or whatever. Like, yes. it's this Hello. time of memorial. Yes, it's, a, it's a billion dollar industry. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I love it so much. I love that it's in the modern times. And I think he should add yeah. it. Dude, you can get witchcraft. Oh, you can like Alice Usog. Alice Usog. Like if someone, if you feel like you have the evil eye on you and you're always unlucky, you can hire him from that too. So, you know... I. More power, man. I mean, on Etsy, you can hire witches from Ireland to cast spells <laughs> for you. I love it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Babaylan Tata Adlao, you should be on Etsy. 100%. Great. You can charge bigger rates. Whatever. Anyways. So, so that's that healing power, right? The other fo- function is divination. Mm. Yeah, so it's it's tied closely to healing because the divination is used as a diagnostic tool. So it's like old school MRIs and old school X-rays and sphygma manometers and oximeters. So it's done by the Babaylan and specialized apprentices can also do the divination. So what do they use? This is so fascinating to me and I would love to see what this looks like. And sorry, uh, divination here means interpretation interpretation of, of, uh, of phenomena and interpretation maladies. but also like yes but also like but, weather forecasting but also like so a bit of clairvoyance as well yes yes a bit of clairvoyance yeah. so yeah. what they they use is like so you know like in western cultures there's like reading of tea leaves tossing runes reading entrails so there's a lot of similarities so they use seashells ginger quartz Tawas and chicken entrails. And I remember in Batangas, what they call the witch doctor is Mang Tatawas. Tawas is, is alum. Also deodorant. Like that's the deodorant yeah. that we use. It's, so it's a, it's, a, it's a natural kind of deodorant that people use. You can buy it in like little packets. It's like yeah. a white. It, looked like, it looks like salt. Mm-hmm. It's it like is a, a kind it's of like, salt. Yeah. It's like in between salt and like cocaine. <laughs> It's a, I, I was gonna texture. say I was gonna say it's between salt and monosodium glutamate, but cocaine works too. <laughs> but I bought I bought a Tawas like deodorant from and by the way, you can just, French. It's you, from you can France. just buy Tawas in like sari sari stores or like, or like the, a wet the little market. like little like side street stores. They sell them yeah. in like little tiny packets. It is the best deodorant I have um, ever I've yeah. ever seen. It's natural yeah. deodorant. Yeah. So. Do you know how they interpret it? Like, what do they so, do with the ginger or the tawas or whatever? Yeah, so they, they, so different things, right? So, for example, those so are the diviners will have different methodologies for, for each of their tools, right? So, for example, the diviner will use the tawas. It, it, so, it, de- it depends on their own preferences and their own inclinations. So, what I know from the mantatawas is they will chop it. They will chop it because it's a very soft crystal. They'll chop it and the shape that the tawas takes will interpret. So it's kind of like tea leaves too, like whatever happens. Yeah. Leaves. 
And similar to the ginger, what the ginger is shaped like is like will give an indication, <gasps> so cute. right? So it will give the That's indication, so right, of the sickness. Because if you, yeah, if you've seen like the the, so do they pick it up from the ground? You have to, right? Because you can't see it. So ginger is a root veg, obviously, and it sometimes can grow very big, and it has mm-hmm. like multiple like deformed shapes. Mm-hmm. So it can sometimes look it looks like, like a person. It looks like a person, like a mother with a child. Like, or like sometimes you know. there's like two gingers hugging each other. Yeah, so then it would be very open to like interpretation. And mm. remember when we talked about the the death with regard to like the entrails or like the innards, right? They would like cut open the chicken or pigs and they would look at the color of the intestines, the color of the liver, because usually that's indicative of like the state of the spirit or something so mm-hmm. for example mm-hmm. when they would give offerings they wouldn't stop until they see like a liver that is whitish for yes. example because that means that the spirit is satisfied exactly. or whatever exactly. i'm guessing they interpret like the shape of the entry entrails yes. or whatever right yes something the shape like and the state of the entrails and then also like you already talked about a lot of it but also Another topic that you talked about is they really, they perform, they foretell the future and perform geomancy rituals. And their key tool is the bakunawa. Like where the bakunawa. What's geomancy? Geomancy. Geomancy is like magic and magic that has to do with the earth. So. So, oh, so it's like, this is a great, it's like feng shui. Yes, exactly. That's what feng shui. This is. is a great place to build, to build your house, a and house. it has to face this point, and it face has to be North built West. in March. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So if you if you guys have listened to our Bahonawa episode, we talk about how people interpreted the direction of the moon as an indication of where the Bahonawa serpent um, facing. was facing. Yeah. And then depending on the time of the year, it's a great time to build a house because you're going to get married it's a great time to build a house because you're going to be rich or it's a bad time to build a house because you're going to be poor so mm-hmm. yeah interesting okay yes oh yeah because the babaylands would 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 be in charge of interpreting exactly that calendar and all exactly of and it's not just that it's like it's like what are great times to get married what are the great times to travel what are the great times to to do trade and things like that. So it's very similar to feng shui. So, you know, there are times of the month where you shouldn't start a new business. Or, or any kind of, of astro- astrological kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. I always think, like, how bored were people that they would, like, just look for signs everywhere in the world <laughs> to look for signs to help indicate two things, one thing or another, right? It's just thing in the, the connections that they would make, the leaps of logic. And and what were the supporting supporting evidence that led them to say like no no this is sound logic it's also oh, but, but but like astrology has been big in every single yes. culture yeah yeah no that's right? what I was saying like that people I, I had think... so much time to but, but it, it's so is nuanced it maybe... it's so nuanced is it is it maybe that just I mean, isn't it just like a human attempt to try to control situations? Yeah. Either to control situations or to explain things that are out of your control. Either and find way, patterns. It's two yeah. things. I think it's the it's the marriage of this oversimplification, of course. I think it's the marriage of two things. It's the reason, it's the, the people's people's instinct to find reasoning and control. Mm-hmm. And it's the instinct to find patterns. 
Yeah, and, and because a lot the, of astrology stemmed from seasonal interpretations anyway, right? And then yeah. you try to extend that to other things. Like, yeah. you were born in, you know, mid-July to mid-August. You must be a Leo you must be a and therefore yeah. like this. And, yeah. yeah. But, also, but also, I always think that there's some... I would love to see... I would love to see... Like, is there a pre-colonial zodiac, right? Like... I, I get why why Western Zodiac makes some a little bit of sense, right? You were born in summer. You were a Leo. So everyone was really happy when you were born. And so every time it's your birthday party, everyone wants to celebrate because Leo season is always summer and festivals and sunshine and things like that. And then people who are born in, in drearier seasons are more melancholy, yakin, you know, like they get depressed a lot and very moody, maybe because it was a rather at the time in a, in a Western sort of temperate, temperate region, right? But in the Philippines or like regions like the Philippines where it's just like it's hotter, hotter, it's wetter, wetter, you know, are there, maybe there's only like four zodiacs. Are there zodiacs and like people who are born in certain times, would they have certain behaviors, expected behaviors yeah. or expected fates, right? Given our yeah. seasons are not that different, but there are still differences. I'm really interested to see like if it like if someone was born in Samar during monsoon season where your hair, your house could get knocked down, what kind of person would that be, right? Yeah. So I'm in, uh, that's that's something interesting to me. Adlao, can you let us know? <laughs> okay. So this last function that I'll discuss today. So this function is sorcery. It's the magic. It's not all babaylans. Not okay. all babaylans can do it. So some babaylans are able to control the physical world through incantation. Define define sorcery though. Like, what's the well, line between sorcery and, like, healing well, and all those other things? So, 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 it's, remember, we are talking a lot about defense. This is more mm-hmm. offense, right? So, okay. so most, you know, they, they, they can control the physical world through talismans, through potions, through their spirit intermediary. So, because healers are more strongly associated with with the sorcerers and the mediums, right? So in most cases, the healer is also a sorcerer. So there's like a Venn diagram of of functions. So in order to counteract or cure an illness, the healers themselves must know sorcery. This relationship is most apparent in Sikihor, where healer sorcerers are still common. So Sikihor is this like super mysterious island in... Is it West Visayas? I think West Visayas. Mm-hmm. They're known for really, really great mangoes. Mangoes, but yeah. also, but also, like people do warn you when you travel that you have to be careful not to offend anyone. Don't point at anything. Um, don't point at anything because the belief is that there's a lot of like practitioners, babaylans, I guess, or witch doctors in mm-hmm. that area. So you really have to be careful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And you usually can't go there on super unchaperoned, right? So people, yeah. when people go there, usually you have a local or someone from like the neighboring islands to kind of be with you the whole entire time. And you have to make offerings and things like yeah. that. There are a lot like, of ghost stories yeah, or like and monster yeah, stories. Yeah. Like, there's also this thing because uh, it's near Dumaguete, right? And and we want to go and live there. And our friend Ella, who's from that area, she says. What they say that is, is if you have a, a, a white partner, 
don't take them to Sekihor because they will be tempted and they will never leave. Yeah. Oh, because of the Encanto. The Encanto will steal them. We'll okay, steal so your we white can't man. bring... No, no. We, we can't, can't bring, bring our Shane, white We can't Brian. bring Brian. No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. So I, we'll ju- no, you know what? You and I go. We'll get some mangoes and then we'll leave them. <laughs> We'll, we'll leave, leave them, them in, ano, Dumaguete. Dumaguete, yeah. City. <laughs> like, you can't, you're not allowed to step out of the city. No, 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 no. no. Stay just there. there. Just stay in the city. Just have, by the boardwalk. <laughs> That's it. There you okay. don't, where everyone can see you. Anyway, so, in some provinces naman, the Babaylan is entirely different from, the, the, the medium is entirely different from the sorcerer. So, so, diba in so in most places in other tribes, there's an overlap. Healers can also be sorcerers and things like that. But in Manobo people, they are entirely different. So the Babaylan, they deal with the spirit world and the supernatural beings, but they do not have spirit powers of their own. They are just interceders and whatever, and they can talk to the spirits. But the sorcerers are 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 separate and considered a human being with powers gained from magical spells and objects. So if an illness is caused by sorcery, it is treated differently from an illness caused by spirits, right? So there's a physical illness. I broke a bone, blah, blah, blah. There's my spiritual illness, which my kalag was taken away, blah, blah, blah. That's the Babaylan's realm. But if the sickness was like, I got kulam, I got like a, what's kulam? What's kulang? Voodoo. voodoo. I got voodooed. Or, or cursed. I got, or I got cursed. I got mambabarang. Like a mambabarang is a, is a sorcerer who uses bugs to infect the person. I got barang, you know. Then that is the, 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 the simple, the simpler, not the simple, but the, the, the non-cursed portion is treated with spells, antidotes, physical healing, herbs, medicine. The latter requires magic. Right. In contrast, in Visayan society, so Manobo is more north, in Visayan is in the middle. The most powerful shamans are called the Laganan, the Laganan, or Busalian. They are purportedly able to command the elements through their magic spells and the strength of their kalag, or the strength of their wow. spell. Yeah. Okay, like they, they either gain it through through them being possessed early on or they gain it through spiritual encounters, hearing voices, seeing things, mm-hmm. and then they get initiated and then, you know, so. And, and, and do you think that like, because there's a lot of lore about, obviously in, in multiple cultures, right? Mm-hmm. Of um, if you try to undertake black magic, it does not, like, it has consequences for you. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that something similar that you? It doesn't seem seen? like it. It doesn't seem like this karmic type of thing doesn't seem to occur in these readings that I've seen, which is interesting. You, you know? Yeah, you know, in in some of my research, there's a huge part of belief that the datu is himself a sorcerer. Mm-hmm. So yes. one way, one way to kind of really know how powerful the datu is, or the way that they kind of mythologize their datus or their like leaders, basically, is to talk about the the magic that the datu himself yeah. or herself yeah. possesses, yeah. right? And so there are different kind of powers attributed to the datu. A power where you could um, 
basically kind of like hypnotize someone to, mm-hmm. to do what you want them to do or powers where you can um yeah like enslave or ensnare them or powers where you can like literally just kill them yeah, yeah. like like that with a glance yeah exactly and so i wonder is this linked with the babaylan kind I of tradition I, or is I'm it not, separate i don't think so i think it's a completely separate one i think the the from what i understand but this is the same idea of the kalag I don't no. think so. I think it's different because it's here it's saying sorcery in the tribes where it is a separate thing, they derive their power against different per province, diba? So here in the Visayan, they say the sorcerer and the shaman is one and it's because of their power of the kalag. But in the Manobo, they're saying that it's because of spells and magical objects like anting anting that they have their magical powers and not the kalag. So I think it's I, I think there's no I don't want to say there's like a hard and fast rule, but also there's nothing that says that a datu cannot be a babaylan. All in fact, True. when the datu is out and raiding or the doing babaylan whatever, the babaylan is in charge. Command. Yeah, mm-hmm. the babaylan is the is Makes the is vice datu, <laughs> deputy datu. Yeah. So what are the kinds of things that the sorcerer can do? Right, it's they can conjure fire and water, flight, shape shifting, invisibility, invulnerability, and the ability to call down disasters. So if you remember, Deba, there's an Anito in in the in the Big Little Gods episode where if they are invoked, they can leap tall bounds. They can be invisible. They can they're like X Men. It's like an X Men Anito, and they can lend powers to the shaman. Right, and there are accounts. So, for example, the most common accounts is rainmaking. Okay. So there was a babaylan. Her name was Estrella Bangut Banwa. She was a Karai Karai A Ma Aram from Iloilo, and according to legends, she alleviated a three-year drought that performed wow. a ritual that that summoned a rainstorm. How did she do it? Did she make lots of sacrifices? She made, I don't know. She she did a, a ritual. Didn't say what the ritual was. It could have been a closed ritual too because sometimes the secrecy, a component of the magic. This wraps up our second episode of The Babaylan. We hope you've enjoyed everything so far. Let us know if there's anything that we've missed and there's lots more to cover in our coming episode. Wanted to kind of remind you guys where you can find us. So where can they find us, Anima? In the gods must be crazy dot pod on Instagram, <laughs> and also you can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, everywhere, everywhere and anywhere. There's podcasts you can find yeah. us. And uh, you know, if you'd like to kind of help us, I think the best way to help us is really just to get leave a rating or a review, or you know, even better, like recommend it to like one or two friends who you feel might be interested in these topics. It's always the best way to kind of help out the pod, so that more people can find out about us. 